Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Happy Saturday. How are you doing? Very good. Jeff, good. Is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. He is the author of Keep What's Yours, a, a, the book out there, number one bestseller, about leveraging the new tax code to create unfair advantage over your competition. Now, Jeff, if if I'm an individual or a business owner, who is my competition in the tax realm? Well, uh, competition as a business owner would be other business owners. Mm-hmm. So, if you're more profitable, you would hypothetically pick up a bigger market share. Um, on an individual standpoint, your competition's the IRS. Is the federal government. <laughs> yes. 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 So the idea of this show, the idea of the book, the idea of what Jeff does as a business here in St. Louis is that you are either a, a small business or an individual and you need to say, hey, there are laws out there that will allow me to keep a little bit more yes. of what's mine. There's a bunch. That's the name of the book. That's the name of the show, Keep What's Yours. How do I know what those laws are, and how do I effectively use them in my day-to-day practice as either an individual getting a paycheck every two weeks mm-hmm. or a business you know, yeah. pumping out payroll myself yeah. and trying to uh, get in the black? So there, there is, you don't know what you don't know is the first step. Um, and so there's a bunch of different, I'd say, quirky rules that are out there that you could use to your advantage, but you need somebody to actually walk you right to it and say, hey, you could do this, this, and this. Um, we, we typically have people who might get into start a small business. Maybe they're a year or two years into it, and they're like, man, what can I write off? Um, they just, you don't know what you don't know. So we'll guide them as to here's stuff that you could write off. It's legal. Um, and there's different methods to it. Sometimes it's a straight deduction. Sometimes you, you need to basically depreciate it over a period of years, depending upon what it is. Um, sometimes it needs to be capitalized. So um, each one of those little stunts could, could hurt you at a later date. Uh, so if you wrote something off, like in real estate, there's certain things in real estate that you have to capitalize over a, a period of years um, versus if you just wrote it off 100% and then you get audited. Yeah. And the idea is that, look, you know, we've been doing this show for a year and a half now or yeah. so. I feel like I'm, you know, almost good enough that you I got could. a job, side job, starting yeah. in, uh, maybe late February. <laughs> you want me to do your taxes? You know, give me a call. I can help you out. But the real truth of it, rubber hits the road, is I've got a lot of this information rattling around my head. Just don't know how to apply it. I don't know how to apply it. (laughs) And that's where even if you get information from us, you drive around in your car, you're in the kitchen, you're doing the dishes, whatever, in the garage, tinkering around, putting together something for Christmas. That's right. You know, (laughs) did I show you the picture when I got my son for his birthday? No, no, I didn't see that yet. It's it's tough because he's got a December 1st birthday and then Christmas, again, just right around the corner. Oh, that's not fair, man. (laughs) Yeah, so we bought him for his birthday one of these big cars you know it's got a remote control but he can pretend like he's driving it yeah um i mean i need to get there's one we saw and it is a a forklift a battery operated forklift that they can sit in and drive i I was going to get one of those it was i was like oh that's awesome i asked my wife (laughs) they have a dump truck yeah where you know he can drop a load behind him (laughs) they've got the forklift where he can move the forklift and my wife's like let's just go with the jeep yeah oh how boring but I had to put this thing together in the basement. Uh, if I wanted to pull it upstairs, I had to turn it sideways. Sideways, yeah. To get it through the door. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like I could probably do some repairs on your car now, too. There you go. Um, but the idea, I don't, I don't know what I was getting at, but if you're putting something together right now for your kids for Christmas and you're listening to us, you'll get a couple of good ideas by the end of this show. I guarantee. Yes, that's the point of it. Guarantee. 
But to actually put those into practice, to make them fit inside of your financial taxable situation, you're probably going to need some help. Need somebody to guide you through it. And that's where Jeff comes in, 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. I've got the book in front of me if you want a copy of this. It's a little, uh, you know, it's just a little kind of paperback, yeah. little, you know, fits in my back pocket. But you thumb you through the pages. <laughs> not every page works for me because I'm, maybe I'm not a small business owner. Exactly. Maybe there's, I'm there's, not a pass-through. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff for small businesses, but towards the back, it starts to step into individuals. Individuals. Um, what you can do, what, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. We've implemented in our uh, tax situation, my wife and I, uh, comes out of her payroll, and uh, it's a FSA, flex, Flexible Spending, spending Account. account. Yeah. We use it to help pay for my son's schooling, and it's, it's tax-free, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's tax-free or pre-tax going in and tax-free withdrawals. Right. So it goes in, doesn't hit the tax man, the tax man doesn't take any money out, and we can use it to pay for his schooling yes. tax-free. All right. So these are things that are in the book that we mentioned on the show. If you need help putting them into your life— 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall can help you with that. Now, we have news on the enforcement front. Dun, 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 dun. From the I, I'm from the IRS Enforcement Division. Yes, this is hot off the press. Um, so it's kind of mixed. Um, and I say mixed from a standpoint. Once you read it, you go, hmm. But what they're saying is they're coming up with some calculations. And the calculations are they're saying – the revenue, so this is the IRS ad- attitude on it, the revenue has lost from tax cheating $496 billion yearly from 2014 to 2016. Year, Wait, yearly. yearly? $496 billion a year is what they say through tax cheats. Basically, you know, they've lost. So for five years, that's that's trillions of dollars. Yes. Yes, it's a chunk. So from if you had to stop for a second and stand in their shoes looking out at the rest of the world and go, hmm, there's a lot of money we're missing. Um, that pays for bridges and roads and, you know, all that fun stuff. But then th- here's where you'll laugh. They're saying that they think that they'll, they'll, they could recoup about $68 billion through audits and other enforcement measures. Like going backwards and go yeah. and do back audits. Back and stuff. audits, different stuff like that. So, they, so. <laughs> they've lost $496 billion a year, yeah. but they can get $68 billion. They can claw back $68 yeah. billion. So you go, those numbers are terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, $68 billion, nothing to sniff at. But, no, but based on 496 that's a drop in the bucket a year. Yeah. So, and this is just $68 billion overall. Oh, so it's okay. not per year. It's just sixty-eight so billion. Two trillion. trillion. <laughs> they can get sixty-eight billion back. That's a yes, that's a terrible a numbers. Tiny percentage. Terrible, terrible, terrible numbers. Yeah. So, and then what they're saying is the tax gap, if you want to call it that, will will project to go even higher as we go forward. So from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, they're saying that it would average about five hundred five hundred forty billion dollars a year. Um. So it's like, hmm, and they're asked, who's who's the biggest chunk? Where's this yeah, really what, coming from? Yeah, who's cheating on their taxes that is coming to the tune of five hundred billion a year? So here's number one on the list: it's unreported individual business income. So, so me, uh, a, yeah, kind of the determination is small businesses. Oh, okay, <laughs> is what they're saying. So unreported individual. Business income. So let's do this. Let's do this. I am a contractor, and I do a little work on your house, and I say, you know, I'd I'd like to be paid in cash. That's it. And you pay me in cash, (laughs) and then I never never report it. Never gets reported. Exactly. So uh, most of the time, if it is like 1099 income um, or or what's basically 1099K income, you can't can't walk away from that stuff because the – the issuer, in a sense, or the, the the payee, will then issue you a 1099 or a 1099K. You can't just omit it. I mean, you can, but they'll catch you 12 to 18 months later. They'll say, hey, you underreported your income. This is cash transactions um, that people are not reporting. Um, maybe some uh, bartering taking place. Technically, if you barter with somebody, there's a calculation that goes on your tax return. Um, but if you barter and you say, hey, I'll give you this for that, um, technically, that's unreported income. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how about this? You, you say you know you issue a, a, a ten ninety nine. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, ten ninety nine. So, <clears throat> uh, we have a condo down in Gulf Shores, 
and we have a cleaning service that comes yes. in and does stuff. We have a guy that comes in when, you know, uh, hey, the locks broke on something. He comes in 45 bucks later, uh, we get a Venmo request. We, you told us, issue everyone 1099. a 1099. Yes. Because, you know, we're an LLC, we're a small business. Yeah. We send it out to them so that we can report it on our taxes exactly. on our side. Yeah. And once we issue that, they're stuck. They technically have to take that and put it on their tax return and go forward. So I mean, if some if someone is is a kind of a small business and they're trying to work, you know, a little bit under the radar, if they get issued a ten ninety nine, they're probably like, well, son of a, <laughs> you know, yes. well, darn it, yeah, because I'm going to send this off to the IRS as part of my taxes, exactly. So you and they're going to say, well, th- your contractor, yeah, didn't submit his side of this, exactly. So it that takes twelve. Well, in today's environment, could take longer, but typically it's twelve to eighteen months. That if you don't report a ten ninety nine, the IRS will. Send you a nice little letter to say, hey, we see this, or someone reported X, but you didn't put it on your tax return. And mm-hmm. then you have to prove your innocence. Um, typically, it's, a, you know, it's a, hey, I missed this 1099, you know, um, or if it's blatant where you just didn't file it, it's a matter of time, they'll catch it. Yeah. So, but that's what they're saying is it's unreported individual business income. So typically, if you deal in cash, um, or there's a barter, something of that effect, and people are like, eh, nobody will ever know. We're not going to report this. And we all know that this happens, and we probably know someone close to us <laughs> who is actively doing this. Yes. But that is adding up to the tune of $500 billion dollars a year. Huge numbers. Of unreported yes. income. Exactly. So so this is the kind of what they're saying is they're saying it's the, the main – person is the you know small businesses second is payroll taxes underreported by regular corporations and so you go oh wait a minute there so if you're a corporation and i won't name any huge corporations but you do basically what's called the 941 is a quarterly tax reporting it does a calculation and the irs is actually trying to make sure that you pay what you need to pay as an employer as you go forward and at the end of the year there's what's called a 940 which is the year's worth of calculations. So that's where I'm kind of scratching my head on that one because under reporting of payroll, there's the games that could be played with it, but anything that's put on paper, you could see it at a later date. Yeah. So, so that's one of the big issues on why our friends at the IRS received $80 billion in the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which has yeah. nothing to do with reducing inflation. It's but, been proved by th- both sides of the aisle. <laughs> um, just a good name. It's um, a good spending really good, bill. Yeah. Good, good, good name for the times. Um, but they're getting $80 billion. The IRS is getting $80 billion. Um, and I don't think, again, I don't want to get political, but I don't think with the – Democrats now basically have the House, or I'm sorry, have Congress. Um, it's it's they're the majority. Um, the Republicans have the majority in the House. I don't see where the Republicans could come in and, and defund this bill. They may be able to drag it out a little bit, but maybe not. They, you know, they said, "Oh, we're going to kill this it." This is passed. It's passed. Um, unfortunately, it's I don't think they're going to have the power to tough to claw pull that it back. back. Yeah. So, unfortunately, so 80 go into the IRS. Yes, and then that's when you get into these weird numbers where they're going to hire all of these auditors and send everybody out kicking in front doors. Hey, remember when they <sighs> they put out. Um, um, some job postings and they said, you know. <laughs> had to carry a gun. Yeah, we need people who are good at <laughs> Which, math. If, if that was my gun. job and you're talking what you're talking, maybe they do need a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Well. So, um, but again, at the end of the day, so this is probably going to be real. Um, and I say that maybe not, maybe not 2022. So if you're cheating on your taxes, don't worry. No, <laughs> teasing. Right. Um, don't do that. But in 2022, may not be an issue. 23, it very, very well could be a real issue, which means they're going to increase enforcement. Enforcement is audits. Period. And they're going, to, they're going to find you. And then they'll find you. And when they start digging, um, if and again, that's where we say document, 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 document. If you have your documentations in order um, and you sit down, I mean, typically most of the audits over the last few years, unless they were really after you, were by mail. Um, it was, hey, you said you took this deduction or you claimed this. Prove it. And basically, they want you to copy all of your receipts. 
we draft a letter, we send it in, call it a day. But these are real deal audits that will probably start because they will have the manpower. I mean, well, hopefully they'll be situated as a entity um, where the left hand knows what the right hand's doing. And then number two, they will have the manpower to actually reach out and and touch us <laughs> yeah. individually to say, hey, we'd like to sit down with you. That's the real deal. Um, so of, well, let me ask you this. Of this $500 billion a year that's lost to tax cheats, whether it be individuals or small businesses, um, have they said that once they get this enforcement in place, how much they expect to cut that down by? No, it's just saying that they could recoup $68 billion. By going back in <laughs> going time back. and trying so, to figure So typically it out. they'll go – Three years is what the game is. Um, you're allowed to amend three years' worth of tax returns. Um, again, unless you're a business and you paid a tax, it's unlimited. Um, but typically, it's three years is what they look at going forward. Um, but again, if they if they sense fraud, they sense some um, uh, cheatiness, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, it's unlimited, so they could they could open up, you know, ten years worth of stuff. So if you're a small business or if you're in business at all and you paid taxes, the concept is don't ever let that data go away. Yeah, keep keep it, it forever and ever. If you go into my basement, there's a storage room in the back, and it literally has probably 20 years worth of boxes wow. of junk. Some of it you can't even read anymore because, um, again, I'm not going to try and digitize it, but keep it forever. Don't ever let that out of your possession um, and again, don't take it and shred it after ten years and go. Ah, they'll never say anything. Cost of doing business. Exactly. They could come back to you and say, "Hey, you did something four years ago. We don't like it. Um, we want to see fifteen years ago." I mean, the, the odds are remote on that, but uh, story goes. Um, way back in the day, we had somebody on their payroll taxes paid. That back in the day, you could go to the bank, and when you did your deposit, they do the, the the bank would do your your federal tax deposits for you at the same time, um, and they would give you a receipt, and you go on your merry way. Um, today, it's all done online. Literally, you could print your receipts and all that fun stuff. Client did it through the bank, threw it all in a file, never really worried about it, and years later, like six years later, got into a little issue. Uh, IRS said, "Hey, we want to see that." They couldn't. They couldn't prove or disprove that they did it through the bank because most of all of the papers had, like, yellowed away to just blank pieces of paper. Oh yeah. So the IRS is like, well, you can't prove you paid it, so you owe it. Have a nice oh, day. Oh no. No way around that. Um, so there's a huge tax bill sitting there, and it's like, wait, they paid it. I guarantee you, they did. You just can't prove it on paper by a receipt. So that's why I say, document, document, document. Take anything that you have. Scan it, digitize it in one way, shape, or form. Put it on a terabyte drive. You know, put it to the, you know, cloud, Google Cloud, whatever it is. But have it in multiple places. So if you ever run into a snag, believe me, to be able to pull that kind of data and say, nope, here it is. I paid it. Go away. Yeah. That's what you want. And one of these examples, <laughs> you know, to help illustrate again how much money's being lost and, and where it's coming from. Um, underreported payroll taxes, you mentioned. That's yes. number two. That's number two. That's yeah. number two on the list of places where this comes from. And we just saw in the news this week, in the past couple of weeks, <laughs> um, the Trump organization, yeah. I don't want to name names, but uh, Alan Weisselberg just got convicted of doing exactly this that. rather than get paid you know, $400,000 and yeah. have to be subject to payroll taxes, both from the company side and him personally. Exactly. Because what you've told us, what you've taught us is, yeah, I get paid and I pay uh, my payroll taxes. Yeah. But my employer's paying the other half. Exactly. I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't know that Mr. Dorsey <laughs> was kicking in he on kicks my Social in Security. Quite a bit. <laughs> um, so to have to avoid that, you know, the employer and the employee would both get a benefit from it. Yeah. So this guy, Alan, uh, up in New York City, was instead of getting paid $400,000, he was getting paid. $200,000. Exactly. But the company was paying for his house. It was paying for his cars, kids. Kids' education. Education. Um, cars. Crazy, crazy stuff. stuff that they were running through the company. So, again, then you say, all right, Trump as a CEO, did he really know what was going on? Did he ask? Um, he's signing the, 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 the documents. So, technically, he's on the hook. But, again, at the end of the day, you could have someone running the books 
cooking the books. Cooking the books behind the that scenes. That if you yeah. really didn't take the time to dig into, you never know the difference. And it's not uh, for uh, up to us to yeah. oh, no, legislate no, no, exactly. to litigate. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll leave it there. Yeah. But this is the example. But that's the example that we're the talking example about. Is, you know. Pay pay your car payment through your company and never say a word. Yeah. Hey, I'll um, I'll yeah. I'll pay your house payment for yeah. you. Yeah. So you don't have to. Yeah. I'll pay you less. We both don't have to pay payroll taxes. Exactly. And but the government it adds up quickly to five hundred <laughs> billion dollars uh, yearly. Yes. And that's just you know. So so again, if you're standing in the IRS's shoes, that's why they're going to fire like, up this all right, enforcement. You guys. And go, okay. <laughs> but then, as the individual or the business owner on the other side, you're going, wait, 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 wait! Don't come after me. Go after that guy. You know. Right. And look, you know, you have people standing up at a podium saying, uh, "I'd be stupid to pay more taxes." Than, than what I'm legally than obligated to. what I'm legally to. obligated to. Yes. We all know who said that. Yes. But he's technically right. He's right because the laws, like he said, hey, change the laws. Yes. And that was the response. But don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> be mad at the IRS. They're they the put ones. It out there. The, yeah. Be mad at the legislation yeah. that passes. So, They're the yeah. ones that put this out there. And But he, here's the other thing. It's not just for the super rich. No. There it are comes things all out the way there down. that now you they, and I can take exactly. advantage of. Now they have a whole other tax code to them that applies to them and we would laugh at half the stuff that we're like we're going to do that but we all have the little tax codes uh, that we could use as we go forward to our advantage so i'm going to i'm going to say it right now i as josh gilbert co-host of keep with george with jeff Sufall, would be an idiot to pay my full share of taxes if i legally didn't have to yes <laughs> and that's that's, that's the truth. The, that's the game. That's and, the game. And people say, "Oh, it's only for the rich because rich can pay the, the accountants and attorneys to go, you know, hack their way through it." It's for anybody. I mean, literally. And, and again, though, the I say the lower you go from an income standpoint, are the less things that you have happening on your tax return. Yeah, the less you could do. You know what I mean? From a tax deduction or a, a credits and so on. So. So I, I always say, I, I am happy to pay taxes. We need roads. We need bridges. Yes. We need schools. We need yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but if there's some legal things that we can do to – because the government puts this in place and they exactly. want us to use it. Uh, whether they don't tell us about it, they yeah. don't, you know, I, they don't come to my house and you know, Ann Wagner's reading me the tax code <laughs> and saying, "Josh, this pertains to your yeah. personal life." Read this um, section right yeah. here. <laughs> but uh, we have to go out and do that on our own. That's that's the last step that yeah. they said. Now we've passed the law. Now it's up you to you figure it out. to exactly. figure it out. Yeah. So that's where Jeff comes in. That's where we need Jeff. Six three six. Three nine four five five two four Capital Advisory Group. Jeff is the senior tax strategist and wealth advisor over there, and the idea being that, look, I love paying my taxes. I don't have a problem with it. I know we need these things, but if there's some legal wrangling that we can do where I could keep a little bit more of my money, I'll happily pay the lesser amount. Exactly. Exactly. And the government will probably be happy to accept it. Yeah, they will. You know, I like to think that the IRS. When they get my tax returns that Jeff does for me, <laughs> says, holy cow, hey, yeah. stop the presses, everybody. This guy in St. Louis just used the tax code to his advantage. And he's not a huge company. He's not a corporation. He's not a small, but he's a person Yeah, with a wife and a kid and a house. And he goes to work every day. So there are things out there for us, too. So um, you, you wonder where are the, all these tax sheets coming from? Yeah. It's coming from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so here's here's what they're saying is what the IRS officials uh, will basically do with this enforcement money that they get, um, they're going to audit big corporations. They're going to audit what's called pass-through entities and high net worth, high net worth individuals. Um, so you go, hmm, what that means, a pass-through entity is a small business. That is a S-corp, an LLC, a partnership of some nature. Anything where the, the company doesn't pay the tax, but it passes through and hits the person, the, uh, your personal tax return, and you pay the tax at your personal level versus paying it at a hypothetical higher tax as a corporation. Um, so they put in there, you know, out of the box, big corporations – the big corporations literally are going to hire 10 attorneys and, you know, uh, 15 accountants to go fight it. So, uh, again, there's this, uh, I'll call it a myth out there that it's if you're under 200000 you have a target on your back. Um, I'd say it's probably easier 
far the IRS to push that enforcement on somebody under 200 grand of revenue than it is for a major corporation. The payoff's probably bigger on a major corporation. Right. But they're going to be again, in litigation for forever years. Forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, so that's why you go, hmm. But the the joke, and a lot of a lot of people are not buying what they're saying, <laughs> that, oh, we're only going to you know go after these guys over here, but yet they throw a pass-through entity in there. That could be a... Uh, a small LLC that, you know, does. They could come to my, you know, little company here exactly. and say, Josh, you're we know you've been, been, a you've been um, hiding money for yeah. years. And, and you've been say, cheating. All right, you and, got me. Yeah. I'm not going to hire a lawyer <laughs> to fight it. Yeah. All right, you got me. So they, they say, hey, you owe us 500 bucks. Um, we see that all the time. People will, after the fact, say, oh, I got this notice from the IRS and it was $400. I just paid it. And at the end of the day, they don't really need to pay it. I mean, it's they're not in the wrong. Um, so it's something the IRS picked off a of return. They just need further, you know, explanation. Right. To that's why you want to keep all of your receipts. Exactly. That's exactly why. Hmm. So they say if you're under four hundred thousand uh, dollars, you won't see more audits than yeah. you do today. Yeah, that's we'll, what they're saying. We'll but wait and see. We'll if wait that and happens. see. I, I don't know if I buy that or not. But with eighty <laughs> billion dollars extra to hire, you know, IRS agents and bean counters with guns. Yes, you know, um, they're going to go after somebody. They're going after somebody, and the so. easier easier prey, if you want to call that, um, is the small business because um, you're not going to you're not gonna, you're not going to get as much pushback. Exactly. Uh, but here here's the the biggest head line right now 500 billion dollars a year is being lost yeah as, we, as not, we sit 2022 it's probably and again uh, we know everyone who's done this we, <laughs> we may have participated in this ourselves never, i mean i'm never, looking at never. you i'm looking at you i'm looking at all of you out there don't tell me you never paid somebody under the table for something exactly even yeah. a small transaction of you know 800 bucks the, the funny part is i was listening to continuing education uh maybe a month month and a half ago and they said if you were walking down the street and you found $20 and you picked it up, you technically should report that as income. As income. I mean, I cracked up laughing on that. But that's, that's the what way was it's the, What was the other thing? Uh, drug dealers. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, they're obviously working outside of outside the law. Outside the scope, yes. Uh, but if they get caught, are they technically uh, – Technically, all, that's – they'll get them for tax evasion. Tax evasion. Um, you know, all kinds of stupid stuff. You go, what? Hey, that's how but they got Al Capone. That's exactly how they got him. And and uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the other Mexican cartel guy? Oh, El Chapo. Yeah, they got him for tax evasion too. And it's like, oh, okay. I didn't know I was supposed to pay. Uh, yeah, you know, taxes on Mexican all this tax and Canadian tax. whiskey that I'm <laughs> running across the border. So that's the idea. That's where a lot of this eighty billion dollars for enforcement is coming from. As yes. we get further along. So, so moral to the story is this: is again, document, document, document. And basically, don't just go, oh, hey, I'm going to take that deduction because it looks good and it's going to save me tax. Make sure that it's a legit deduction. It's a, it's a legal deduction as you go forward. And, and if, we, they, if they come to you and they say, hey, you owe us money for this, if you got the, the documentation, you can take it to Jeff. Exactly. Say, so is this, is this, do I have to pay this? In some cases, we'll have and, – and we have people who we've said, here's how you fix it. You fix it by paying whatever they, they say that you owe. You physically pay it. It's painful, but you pay it, and then you come back and petition it. And it may take, I mean, with the environment we're in in the, the state, state of Missouri is way faster, state of Illinois is way faster than the IRS or the federal government from a response, um, but it could be six months for the IRS. It could be a year for the IRS for, before they even respond to you. So in some cases, they keep the letters from showing up that they start off, I'll say, uh, cordial, <laughs> And they oh, get yeah. meaner and meaner as they go. And then when they start sending yeah. you certified letters, that means they're mad at you. You better respond. Dear sir or madam. And then it yeah. goes to, hey. Yeah, we're going to levy all your assets. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> right. So. All right. Well, if, if you find yourself in this situation or you're saying, you know, look, I pay my taxes and I don't really feel like I, I, I have to pay all of these. Well, in some cases, you get these weird, I say weird scenarios that take place um, where it's just you don't owe the tax, but yet they're saying, hey, you owe this tax. And you have to prove you're, you prove you're innocent in a sense. Um, to do that may take a couple hurdles to jump through just to get them to realize it. Yeah. So have somebody in your corner. Exactly. Because the IRS has $80 billion backing them up. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, they're packing heat. 40 some odd thousand <laughs> new, well, and anybody knows if they're in a hiring game today, 
it takes forever to hire somebody. Yeah. Um, so the trick is they say they're going to hire 40,000 new IRS agents. Hopefully 20,000 of those are clerical, clerical that can answer a phone yeah. and process paperwork, hopefully. Um, and the other 20 can be the, the agents, the field agents, basically. But again, to hire 40,000 people, uh, that, that's a tall order. And I think this is really the concept on this is over the next 10 years is what the game is. So that's why I say not, you know, you shouldn't panic on your 22 return. too worried about next year. I mean, don't cheat on it. But, again, on your 22 return, it's not like they're going to, you know, you're going to file it and they're going to audit you the next day. It's going to take some time to get the gears. To get the gears in motion and get it going. But, again, remember, just whatever you're putting on 22's tax return is out there. Far, you know, five years down the road, they, they could can come, come back, back and say, hey, we don't like what we see. If they sniff any improprieties, it's, they can open you up for 10, 15, oh, yeah. They'll 20 back. years. And the, and the problem is, like I say, that is most people don't have the documentation to prove it after a couple of years. Yeah. Or we see people are like, yeah, I burnt it or shredded all that. It's like, no, Keep don't it. do that. Keep it so, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Zufo, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. If you're looking at your personal tax situation or you're a small business and you're saying, is there any way for me to keep a little bit more of my money in my yes. pocket? There probably is. Yes. I mean, realistically, if you're not doing anything, there's, there's a bunch. <laughs> a bunch of stuff that you can be doing. 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory grp.com and you got to imagine why are you doing all this stuff yourself why are you trying to run a small business do your own taxes hey i'm well i'm good with numbers yeah but are you good with the tax code exactly you know are you good with we see a lot of small businesses say oh i have this payroll expense but yet it's just a draw where they're paying themselves regular income um and, and they're taking it as a deduction it's not it's income so it goes the opposite direction and then they owe a ton of tax you started so, a, a flower shop because you love flowers. Exactly. You started a you know a T-shirt printing business because you know you you got good slogans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fine. But do you know anything about uh, doing books? Probably not. Not. Yes. So Jeff can help you out with that. Six three six three nine four five five two four. Jeff Zufall Capital Advisory Group. We're going to go to commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk about more. Did you buy an electric vehicle this year? Yes. Did you uh, do you want to give a gift to yep. your kids yep. for Christmas time? And want to make sure that you know. Hint, hint, mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad. <laughs> do you want to give me a down payment on my house? Help me, yes. help me out. <laughs> you can do that, and everything in the world has a, a taxable quotient to it, but some things don't. Yeah, and we'll tell you which one those are. It's keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, keeping more money in your pocket rather than going out to the government in the form of taxes. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Back of the Big 550 KTRS, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And, Jeff, we were talking when we went into the commercial break did you buy an electric car this year? Yes. And uh, or do you what, intend on buying one next year? Next year, twenty twenty three. Number one, we can get some uh, cash back on the car itself. The car itself, yes. But we've got to be able to charge it up at the house. So yeah. I need to install one of these big Mondo chargers out in the garage. The quick charge, whatever they want to call them. And maybe um, my garage doesn't have enough juice going to it. Yes. So IRS gives you a credit. Um, the credit basically um, is it's a, it's a non-refundable credit. It's equal to 30% of the cost of the equipment or the installation for the home charger or $1,000, whichever is smaller. So basically what that's saying is to purchase it. And if you have to have an electrician come in and run a, you know, 240, I think is what it takes. Um, so it's a quick charge. Um, you get basically 30% or 1000 bucks as a as a credit. On your tax return. And that's yeah. 2022 and 23 going forward. I don't know how much those things cost, but I don't I know. Guess, yeah, 30%, but nothing hey, to sniff at. I mean, if electrician costs you a couple hundred dollars, parts, material, his labor, her labor, um, you know, you, the, the unit itself has to cost a, a pretty penny in yeah. a sense. So, so at least there's a help there. 
And then the other side of it is the business side. So it's basically the lesser of 30% of the cost are $100,000 per EV charger that is installed on the premises. Um, and they say, af- so here's the trick, after 2022. So a business doesn't kick in until the, the full-blown deduction doesn't kick in until 2023. Wait, so like if I'm a business, and I've seen this out in um, St. Charles, mm-hmm. the Smashburger mm-hmm. has a bunch of uh, electric chargers, chargers. Yeah. out in front of their store. Yes. If I'm a business and I put these in a couple of my parking spaces, I can get a tax deduction. You can get a tax deduction of 30% of the cost or hundred grand. Hmm. But it doesn't start till twenty January one of twenty. Well, I'll wait until January two. <laughs> so, but you we know, may it's see, like people yeah. might come in to get a burger and exactly. know that they can charge the and car. Charge so, car. I'm hungry for a burger and I got to get a charge. I'll go to Smashburger. And they know where a charging station is. That's I think that's the biggest downfall of this. Um, again, I'm a, I'm a car person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the V8 is the greatest thing on earth. Um, so, a, a EV, I'm still like. Mm. But again, if you have an EV, and I mean, right now in St. Louis, you'd be like, where, do, where in the world would I where ever I charge it? it? <laughs> Aside from my house. Yeah. And you'd have to go back home and charge your own car. It's kind of goofy. So well, I think in 2023, you might see a lot of these uh, charging stations popping up because, again, uh, as a business owner, if I ever did own a v- EV, I'd be like, hmm, I'm going to put a charging station at my office and I'm going to take a tax deduction for it, too. Yeah. So, well, how about this? You tell me if you know the answer to this one. When I buy a cell phone, it comes with a charger. Mm-hmm. When I put together that car that my son can drive around, yeah. it came with a charger. charger. Yes. If I buy an electric vehicle, does it come with a charger? I would assume so, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> but even if it did, you know, I'd probably have to pay extra for that. It would yeah. go into the car payment. I'd have to hire someone to come out and yes. install it in my garage. So there is a tax kickback for that yeah. 30% or $1,000, whichever is cheaper. So I guess that would be, you know, what's third, but it's a thousand. You know, if it's five grand, yeah. you'd get $1,000 back. Exactly. Because that's Yeah. Well, that's I mean, under. you got you to realize the time of an electrician to come to your house. The material that they would use, it's going to be thousand bucks right there. Yeah, just to put the thing in, plus what the actual cost of the charger that hangs on the wall is. Because I don't think you can just plug in an extension cord and go, "Hey, you know, boom, here we go." Yeah. <laughs> and what you know, I, we don't like to talk politics on this show because it's not really worth it. It's not yeah. our, it's not our bag. It's not yeah. our lane. Uh, but regardless of what your political persuasions are, Jeff, you deal with small business. You're an expert in small businesses. Yes. Um, you deal with personal, mm-hmm. uh, my individual income taxes. That's what I come to you. When I got a file April 15th, I go to you and you do that for us. When people come in, do they say, will, will anyone ever say, well, I hate that Green New Deal <laughs> and I'm not going to take that tax deduction? A handful will say that, but if I said, hey, here's the tax deduction, they go, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's on the books, then I'll take it, Yes, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Yes, but some of them have heard it. They just don't understand what the the benefits are to us as individuals or to businesses. Trump tax cuts. You know, maybe I didn't agree with it, but. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh. But he brought back to life qualified business income deduction. So basically, easiest way to explain it is. First twenty percent of your profit, you don't pay tax on. Right. Period. Um, that the, gives you uh, the ability to hire people to buy equipment. Um, the child tax credit. Child tax credit. Look, I yeah. don't know if I necessarily agree with this or not, but I'm getting a check in the mail. Yeah. Every month. Yeah. Or at least I was. You were. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I'm going to cash that and use it to buy diapers. Exactly. So you know whether you agree with the legislation they were, or they were not. The, 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 the dollars that they put out there and the theory was perfect. They were like nine months late to the party, though. Um, right. So <laughs> whether you agree with it or not, it's coming to you. It's yeah. on the books. Yeah. So, you know, are you going to uh, – politics over your yeah, pocketbook? Yeah, okay, well, I'm not going to take that. No, you take <laughs> right. any credit that's out there to you your You can advantage. lobby to get rid of it. Yeah. Sure, go ahead. And, again, you have the issue where there's there's some stuff out there that people might have heard. Uh, I think it's a book out there that's a zero-sum game. And what it says is you can take your tax to zero. So here's the bad side of that as you go forward. So paying some tax is decent. But if you took your tax to zero – you're not paying into the system. And you go, so what's that mean? 
It means that when you go to claim Social Security and Medicare, you never paid in because you made your – Oh, and you don't get any. Exactly. So you're, either your benefit is zero or it's going to be a greatly reduced benefit. So the concept is human nature is, hey, if I save this money and not pay it in taxes, you better save it on the other side through tax deductions or tax deferral or something right. because you're not going to get – as much as what you think you're going to get in benefits, and, and it's not an entitlement, it's a benefit. <laughs> yeah, right. When you retire, I mean, I hear tons of, of our elected officials saying, oh, it's an entitlement. No, no you I've paid been paying for, for you years. You paid for it probably two times what you're going to get paid back. Yeah, so, right. Um, and that's and that's one of those things. I don't know if I'm diligent enough. I don't know if I'm um, so dedicated exactly. enough. So that zero to save for my own retirement. Yeah, I mean to a degree, but you, that's like forced savings to get you to do it. And yes, you could probably be more efficient by uh, putting money in four hundred one ks and so on and so doing forth. Doing it on going, my own. Doing it on your own than you would giving it to the feds, and seventy percent gets siphoned off for the IOUs. And 30% is paid back to you. But that's where that human nature comes into play, and you have to battle that as you go forward so that you're successful in retirement. Yep. So, uh, speaking of which, the Missouri Department of Revenue raised their rate. If you yes. owe the state money, yeah, you went from 29 or something like that. It was 2. 2.5 to 3%, somewhere in that range in the past, because the IRS did this too. Um, if you owe them money. So the game uh, – uh, maybe let me – paraphrase that a little bit better. So as a business owner, um, and we talked a little bit about this last week, interest rates are starting to skyrocket. So the name of the game, you would say, hey, back in the day, it was cheap money. And you'd say, could I take this money and go use it to do something else to build my business and make more money going forward? And I'll pay the piper in a sense, that two and a half or 3% penalty or interest as you go forward. Um, The problem is the state of Missouri just uh, last week voted on doubling the interest rate that they will now charge you. So it takes a little bit of that uh, uh, ability to play that game, takes it right out. Um, so now it's going to cost you a ton more. So, again, as a small business owner, um, if you have the ability to pay down debt, pay it down because it's going to get worse as we go forward. Um, interest rates will continue to climb over the next, you know, say, year before they really can get inflation under control. So, and uh, it goes from let's just say three percent to now six percent. Mm-hmm. In the past, I could say, well, rather than pay the the state back yeah. the money I owe them, I could take this fifty grand and go and get a hire somebody seven percent yeah, return exactly. on it, exactly. and then eventually I'll pay. Then the you'd state pay it back, back. when when the, when the basically when the return was due, you would pay it in full. So, and we see that a lot in business owners trying to just, you're squeezing, you're squeezing a dollar basically is what you're trying to do. But the problem is, is in today's environment, you probably don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. The, the days of cheap money are long gone. <laughs> and I've, I've talked to my sister, um, you know, about certain things. She's, she's a small business owner. She works yeah. in finance and, mm-hmm. you know, I always bring her these uh, get rich quick schemes, and I'm like, hey, you know, crypto. Yeah, like if I if I put ten grand in this, you know, I can get three percent back. And sh- and she tells me, well, you know, if you just put that in a regular, you'd be perfectly fine. You'd exactly. be getting four or five yeah. percent back, and yeah. it's like, oh, you know. So it's like you always kind of want to see how much you know more you can do with your money. Yes. But now, if you owe the state of Missouri, they've, it's they've doubled. Probably, it's probably time to just go ahead and pay it. Yes, they've um, doubled the pay interest it rate on efficiently it. as you go forward and save that that huge tax bill. Yeah. So, and then the the last thing um, in the crypto, since we kind of stumbled down that path, uh, the problem with like FTX, um, and if anybody's sitting on FTX out there, the problem is is you may have to file an extension for your tax return. And the reason being is the IRS has not deemed it worthless yet, even though they've entered into bankruptcy agreements. And it may take a while before they actually deem it worthless. If it's worthless, you can write it off as a loss. If they don't, you got to sit on it um, and go forward from there. So it's hmm. kind of a anybody with any of the crypto that have uh, recently gone down, you may have to wait until the actual – the feds won't rule on it, but the IRS will rule on it whether it is uh, a worthless – I say wor- worthless security or not. 
Have you seen a lot of individuals coming Not in yet, with cryptos? But yeah. we will nobody's Probably really gonna, this year. Nobody's gonna say anything until they actually do their tax return and then they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, hey, look, I lost. I mean, last year it was small dollars, it was people playing with it at two hundred and five hundred dollars, maybe at the most. Um, but every one of them was in loss mode. There was very few people in gains. Mm. Um, and are if there were in gains, they were sitting on it, waiting. And unfortunately, it's gotten worse today than where it was last year. Yeah. And and that's the kind of thing that you need to have somebody look at because yeah. it's a brave new world. Oh, it's, you, it's uh, wild west of finance is the only way to say it. <laughs> maybe you've done your taxes yourself in the past, but now it's just getting kind of out of spiraling, it's, out of control. Yes. Yes. You got to have somebody like Jeff on your side. 636 394 5524. That's the phone number. Jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. And Jeff, I, I'll mention this one more time. I had a chunk of money and I said, well, why don't I just pay off my car and pay, you know, put it towards the house and mm-hmm. just, you know, roll it in? And, you know, my sister stepped in and she said, well, that money could be making money for yes. you. You know, more than, you know, if my. Especially in today's environment. My interest rate on my house is, you know, 2.75. I got it at a good rate. The very good rate. Uh, And I could get 5% return on certain investments. It's well worth it. Then don't put it in the house. Exactly. Put it in. That's the math that you play with going forward. And again, I say this anybody under probably 30, 35 ish um, hasn't seen the interest rates that we are stepping into today. Um, you know, you say, hey, uh, standard, you know, 30-year fixed is 65 almost 7%. Um, and I like, would say what? this is insane. That's crazy. And my parents but would say that's – That's beautiful because we yeah. paid 14%. I mean, we that's, bought your, the yeah. house that you grew up in. Exactly. That's kind of the pattern that we're running. Um, so, I mean, I, that, that's – you're going to see a lot more of that as we go forward. So. And before we get out of here, I just want to mention this as well because I, I talked about it last segment. Gifts. It's the holiday yes. season. Yes. If you want to give your kids gifts for Christmas or for the holidays. Again, hint, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, you can give this year, 2022, you can give $16,000 per person and you do not have to report it. No one reports it. It's not a deduction. Mom and dad have three kids. They could give each 16, kid $16,000, no questions yes. asked. No questions asked. And if you want to get real technical, then if it comes from a separate account, mom and dad could actually give each child 32000 16000 apiece as you go from forward. Each but it's got to, it can't come from the same joint account. It has to be two different separate accounts. But again, it's $16,000 today. Nobody pays tax on it. Nobody reports it. Um, you, the, the giver... The Cannot. giver doesn't pay taxes on it. The receive the recipient Does me. Not. I don't count this towards my income. Exactly, it's not income. But again, what we see the the question I always get is the parents are saying, "Hey, I'm gonna give my kids this money. Uh, how's that affect me tax wise?" Thinking that it's a deduction, it is not a deduction not. to the gift yeah. gifty. Um, Basically, it's out of the kindness of your heart. You're writing a check. Have a nice day. They don't. They don't pay taxes on it on their end, but you don't get to take a deduction exactly. on your end. Exactly. You can't double dip. Can't double dip. So in twenty next year, twenty twenty three, it goes to seventeen thousand dollars per person. Per and is year. this just familial relations or anybody? You anybody. literally go stand out on a street corner, and everybody that drives by hand them sixteen grand. As uh, long as that person, are you going to be on? <laughs> as long as that person doesn't do a UE and come back in line, right. then you've stepped over. And so, if you step over that amount, sixteen this year, seventeen next year, then you start paying a gift tax return. The, the gifter has to file a gift tax return on anything over that. But what if I, you know, go to the bank <laughs> and just say here, I here's sixteen grand. Um, well, but if it's in check form, you're okay. Or if it's wired in, you're sort of okay. But if it's sixteen grand in dollar bills, um, one, you got a big bag of money, yeah. and two, the bank's going to be like, "Hmm, where'd this come from?" <laughs> because they think you're, you know, running money for somebody, drug dealer, laundering, um, laundering money, whatever the case may be. But you just say, "I got this from my parents," and maybe you have to fill out a form or something. Uh, they're going to fill one out automatically for you. So uh, oh, whether, whether you, you want to it or, or not. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, that's all part of the game. So as long as that doesn't happen, like every two weeks, once a month. Um, because you don't want to be on that list. Um, eventually, at some point in time, someone will knock on your front door, and they're not nice guys or girls. 
Right. Um, <laughs> That's how you get caught is if you're depositing $16,000 every week. Yeah, in cash. In cash. Now, now if that, uh, the, uh, the exception to that rule, there's always an exception, is if, say, that you have a retail store. Um, and you go to the bank every other couple of days and you're you're taking a big bag of cash in and you're making sure that you have your cash registers, the correct cash, that's different because um, that's your, your normal pattern as you go forward. They don't really question that that much. But if you and I walk in and go, hey, here's 16 grand cash, that's an issue, yep. huge issue. Um, used to be $10,000 or greater, they automatically fire up a suspicious activity report. Um, in today's environment, it's probably more. They, they never really said probably more like five thousand or greater. Um, it and you said they probably will do this whether they hand us a sheet or not. Yeah, it's over, probably, if it's over ten, I think they're forced to actually fill the form out. They don't tell you what they're doing, but they fill it out. Yeah, and then your name goes on a list. And the, the theory is, yes, if you do that once, maybe once a year. I don't know what the exact rule is, but if you do it once a year, once you know, twice a year, I think you're okay. But if it's consistent and are you're concealing, and, and I say concealing, you're doing $9,850 and you do that religiously. Yeah, trying to get under that You're threshold. trying to stay under yeah. that threshold. Yes, your name will go on a list. They, and, got, they and, got their eye on you. And you go to the top of the list. Yeah. You're not <laughs> as smart as you thought you so, were. But if it's a check coming One-time from— One-time gift. Yeah, somebody's personal bank account. You take, it to, grand. The, you take it to the bank and deposit it. They you're good. They could care less because there's a paper trail. How about that? Uh, so All right. Cashier's well, checks are you know, a little You shaky. hear that, Mom and Dad? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Exactly. All exactly. right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. I'll give the number out one more time, 636-394-5524. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Go visit him out in Ellisville, uh, 636-394-5524. Are you paying too much in taxes? Are you not – you don't have enough withholdings maybe – are you a small business and you say, what can I be doing to maximize my profits? If you are just a person and you say, look, I heard you guys talking about stuff on the air and, and I want to be able to take advantage of some things too, bring your information to Jeff and he will help you out. 636-394-5524. Jeff, thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you. See you next week. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.